Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, usually a writer's room podcast, but today a reaction and review podcast for episode four of Ahsoka. Oh my goodness, Mello. Yeah, man. What a barn burner oh. of an episode. How good was it? I loved it. We're going to go through, talk about the episode beat for beat. Spoiler warning for episode four, obviously. Uh, where to start? I guess at the start. What was the, like, um, what was the opening? Okay, no, with? so yeah, they picked up basically exactly what they thought we would. It was this, this shot of like um, from, from the rear cabin looking into... The uh the the cockpit of yeah. Ahsoka's ship, the B wing. Yep, they don't have a, no, no, they don't no, have a cool t- name for it. T sixteen. Oh, T sixteen. Right, yeah. they don't have a cool name for it though. It's not like the ghost. Or oh no, yeah. Or um, they got to get a cool name for that ship. ship. Anyway, yeah, no. So Sabine's uh, walking in there. They're trying to and and Hugh Young's uh, doing um uh like, like he's fixing the yeah, stuff, yeah. He's, he's, he's fixing yeah. the transmission yeah. so that, oh, the transmitter so that they can talk to yeah. uh Heroes and Dula because they're trapped on Cetos. I've Cetos, got it this week. Yeah. Is the name of the planet. Anyways, um, yep. so. It's exactly as we predicted last week. It would kind of pick up exactly here. What act three of that episode should have been um, because it was very short. We got like the first two acts, a really great action scene, but we didn't get the end of the story. But it kind of makes sense because they had a lot they wanted to dive into with this episode. So as much as it wasn't perfect last week, we really enjoyed the episode. We can see why it was as short as it was because of it was kind of like part two of that episode. Yeah. This, and it's this like week. as much as like I feel like I got robbed of maybe 10 minutes worth of content last week. It's like this week was so good. Oh, my I kind God. Of forgive this it. week was so, so good. Okay. Right from the get-go, just like broad strokes purposes before we keep going with plot stuff, I will say it's like, I said this off camera, I think like yesterday, uh, that I think that a problem with, you know, these Disney Plus shows in general and one that I could kind of see Ahsoka already starting to have is that they don't do episodic stuff all yeah. that well. You know, they don't have, you know, every episode as its own short film which yeah. is basically what it should be you know it should have beginning middle end it's how they tell us to write tv at uni it's like yeah. if you're writing tv it's like condense the three-act structure into each episode and have it be its own self-contained story within the overall story of 12 or 10 episodes yeah, however and, long and that, that individual episode has morals themes message and an arc that goes yeah. from one side to the other and it's all tied around the map in this episode yeah episode I, I could three really... didn't have that but episode four absolutely does yeah, i can really see it yeah this episode okay so yeah so they um then, you know, they do fall under under attack from the droids that got sent out to them. Yeah, um, and it's radical. It's, awesome. it's yeah. so cool. Because Hugh Young gets to fight. So we get to see him in an action scene. That was really cool. Um, we've been, you know, kind of teasing up to it. He's been doing the lightsaber training with Sabine and actually see him in action here. My first reaction was like, kick his ass. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, so, yeah, they're beating up droids. And then so has this really cool moment where she instinctively knows that uh, Hu Yang takes out the lights in the ship. He's like trying to call for help. He takes out the lights. Yep. And Ahsoka's like, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. And yep, instantly yep. puts out the lightsaber. like, yes, let's yep, go. It's like good. so, it's so yep. much like pumped up, you know? Yep. There is a bit of build up. I think is it before they even get off the ship is like Ahsoka and Sabina talking. And it's like, you know, it seems a little generic at first, but then when you get later in the episode, it's, it, you can understand the setup for the payoff. Uh, it's like, you know, can I trust you? You know, you know, you can. You know, I actually like didn't yeah. super love that dialogue interaction. No, it was a little bit. I guess I don't know. Just, a bit stinted. A bit, a bit stinted. Yeah, it was yeah. like just kind of choppy and weird. And yeah. it's like this isn't really how people talk. No, and I'm not really buying that these characters talk like this either. But from the rest of the ep- the episode, from there, it takes a, a massive upswing yeah, in terms of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to that. Yeah. So, um, so they run outside. Yep. Soka's lightsaber's out. Uh, Sabine is going blasters and Mando armor for this one. Yeah, and it's fantastic. We just get this really quick, really intense action scene. Um, and they just take out all these droids like yeah. it's nothing. It's fantastic. And they're in this like sort of you know the, yeah this forest that's like you know it's really dark, reminiscent of like gloomy. Force Awakens because it's got like the snow on the ground. It's these red trees. Yeah, and it's really dark and, and murky. It's so literally it's continuing that same trend of like what did the what did the pr- the sequels uh, do? 
hmm, let's do similar Let's do things. that, but better. <laughs> but better. Um, yeah, good use of the volume. Uh, really great use of the volume. Yeah, so we've so. noticed a lot in some of these other shows, they haven't been able to live up to the precedent the Mandalorian Season 1 set with yeah. how they use the volume. Yeah, it's how you light it. It's how you use focus. It's how you incorporate your actual real sets. Where you block the actors as well. Literally. And how close yeah. they are to it and how far away they are to yeah. it. Um, and in this episode, there was like some moments where I'm like, oh, this is kind of like foggy behind them. It kind of looks like the volume. But then for the rest of it, it's like, no, this is really great. Yeah, this is really yeah. selling you on the scene. Yeah. Having worked with a smaller version of that screen myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Focus. What is in and out of focus really, really Yeah. Helps. So they have a small yeah. version of the volume at, uh, at the university that you're yeah. a current, yeah. you're still enrolled at. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Griffith University, they yeah. have a small version. I feel, we're allowed to talk about that. I think. Yeah, we can. That's yeah. Fine. And they've got like a, uh, like a small, like rectangle version yep. of what the volume is yep. and the volume obviously that they use in the studio is this big like wrap around screen that's fucking ceiling it goes on the ceiling goes all the way around <laughs> yeah. the room so yeah. and the one that we've got a grip with you said cost like millions of dollars anyway I think it's, it's like, like two million just for a three by six meter one yeah so yeah. uh yeah yeah <laughs> they did well uh so yes so uh sabine and uh ahsoka go running off into the forest and hu yang gives them a little note of like just stay together yeah like, you're always better when you do that and mm. like, oh, so sweet love love hu yang so much it's not gonna happen absolutely not <laughs> uh, not, a, not a chance and we see that yeah. immediately but they run into the forest they encounter um marok and shin waiting for them yep um and we get a couple more shots into cut with this of balen skull and like uh, morgan elsbeth got it Elsbeth. Yeah. and they're standing looking out into the distance again it, they've been doing it for three episodes no now. i know <laughs> yeah it, you, you made a note while we were watching it's like what are they looking at and then we cut back to Hera and then yeah we got a Hera on okay. home one yeah Hera on home one they get in the ghost the ghost back in live action the ghost from Rebels if anyone hasn't seen Rebels yeah, awesome. uh, I popped for this because I'd seen like a yeah, little bit yeah, of Rebels so, so, um, cool. so yeah Hera and fucking ah uh, oh, fuck what's the kid's name Jason uh, Jason and and Chopper they all jump in and they get we get like, this some... tiny but perfect dialogue exchange between her and like some like, kind of admiral yeah. or like subordinate and he's like, what am I supposed to tell? Like, we're about to have a meeting. And she's like, I don't know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the Hera I remember from Rebels. Yeah, she's much, really yeah. coming full, like really, really showing like her character off in these past two episodes. Yeah. Really Jason's good. like, mom, why can you break the rules? When you're a general son, you can break the <laughs> yeah. fucking rules. And then it's hype as fuck. We get yeah. flying out into space. You get a bunch of X-Wings. You get the guy from Mando season two. I can't remember his name. No, <laughs> he's very cool. He's, he's the voice of... Uh, no, not the voice. He's Uncle Iroh in the upcoming live action. Oh, that's um, right. You mentioned that, yeah. Uh, uh, Airbender. So, yeah. Very, so. very cool to see him return in this show out of nowhere, but it makes perfect sense that he'd yeah. be there. Yeah, so, he's yeah. an X-Wing pilot. He's in Mando Season 2. And I think... No, he's not Book of Boba Fett. He's in Mando Season 3. There's, yep. he's, he's got, like, his own episode and stuff. Yeah. So, they jump. Um, and and then, it's absolutely... Like, just the, the level of hype I experienced when they were, like... Signing off, like following you, like Phoenix leader. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. this is this is getting really so good. good. So they um, leave, and then we get back to the forest. Yes. Oh yeah. And uh, also, there's another point at which, like, they cut to a different shot of of Morgan and Balin just looking out again. At and nothing. then you laugh at me because they it finally cuts to the other direction, and you yep. look up and you see the massive hyperdrive ring. Yeah. Is it in orbit? Is it in the planet's atmosphere? It's up there. It doesn't matter. They're just looking <laughs> up at it. Doesn't matter. It looks time. cool. That's yeah. all that's important. Quick side thing: Morgan Elsbeth is almost just a normal name. It is. You know? It's so close to being... It's. It almost reminds me of like a fantasy name you might see in like a D&D campaign. Yeah. Specifically set in like ye old England. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... It's <laughs> like it's, yeah, you go adjust things. It's like, yeah, Luke Stonesmith instead of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's like so, how, but, how much... Well, the knife's edge between fantasy and Star Wars, yeah. you know? Anyway, so um, you get that shot and it's like, okay, that's what they're looking at. It's still weird that they're just standing there looking off into the distance in at the hyperdrive ring with like what seems to be like stoic contem- contemplation. It's like, okay... He does it very well. He does it fantastically. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're fighting in the forest. 
And this fight rules as well. This is our first lightsaber on lightsaber kind of fight that we get in this episode. In this episode, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so good. And it we got it teased in a, in the Ahsoka fight with her and Marok uh, mm. in the hyperdrive uh, building area in Cor- yeah. Corellia. That was really good. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I want more. Yeah. And, and we, we get we, so much more yeah. here. And we had this one with you know uh, um, Sabine. And and she in, in episode one, yeah. Uh, but it's like you know it didn't end all that it didn't well. end too well. Bit scrappy. And you can it's so clear. Like Sabine has been continuing to bring the heat. The actress I can't remember her name, but uh, the actress playing Sabine is just yeah. nailing this character. And then Shin, her actress as well. Like you can feel the hatred between the two of them. They're such like the young uh, rivals. Uh, they're really bringing that uh, yeah. kind of that part of the story. To it. Really Apprentice. bringing the heat. Yeah. Okay. So Ahsoka fights uh, Marek. And, and just fucking kills him. him yeah. And he's doing the spinny thing and she just like slides right forward and like this wicked oh, yeah. samurai, yeah. samurai move and he explodes into night oh night system mist kind yeah, of stuff. into like the green nothingness. Very green similar, smoke. like you said, to Savage Opress from Clone Wars, and yeah. that's how he died as yeah, well. Because he's kind of being he's funneling night system magic through him to use the force. Yeah, well he was like, you know, just like this scrawny like Zabrak guy before yeah. they like imbued all of their evil and magic into him. And that just meant he got jacked. Yeah. So from what we can read into it, very similar story for Marok. He would have been some guy, maybe mm. uh, a Zabrak or maybe uh, what's Darth Maul? I can't remember what they're called. No, they're the same. Oh, sort of same like, species. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're like a different form. Zabrak are just the species, I think, with the horns. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, he would have been a similar story there. He gets imbued with magic and then Ahsoka kills him. Yep. I've seen a lot of theorizing about who he could be in the Reddit. And every time I'm just like, whatever. I don't yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And then just fucking gets killed. And he gets killed. Yeah. Which I think is perfect. You want that kind of disposable character so you can have these fantastic action yeah. scenes. And it's not going to have huge ramifications on the story. Yep. It's a cool character concept. Yep. He looks cool. He fights cool. Yep. And then he dies cool. There was That's a little it. bit where I was like, okay, at some point we'll probably see this character. They'll make this character something. And it's just like, no, no, no. This is just the last Inquisitor, and as all of the Inquisitors before him, died like a fucking bitch. Yeah, perfect. That such is their lot in life. <laughs> no, it's good. I like yeah. it. I thought it was a really fun action scene, and it's, it, you know, you feel like Marok's intimidating, but you also feel like Ahsoka is well worth his match, and yeah. she proves it. Then Shin and Sabine are fighting, and that is really, really good. Yeah. The choreography here in the lightsaber fights, I was very yeah, impressed with. very good. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, Sabine's actually like holding her own. It's good. And then boom, smoke bomb. Oh, but just before that, she oh, tries to use the force on Shin. Yeah. And, and Shin's like, you have no power. And then <laughs> Sabine just blasts her in the face with a wrist rocket. With a rock, yeah. So continuing to follow this uh, trend of Sabine not having any mastery of the force whatsoever. No. And I think that's a really good. And I think if by the end of this season, she maybe uses the force once in some kind of pivotal moment, that'll be perfect. Yeah. Anything before that, it would kind of take away from this whole story we've been building about yeah. how she is not one with the force at all. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, where is it leading to Yeah, Because it's like, it's clearly she's not going to become powerful in the Force. I yeah. don't think that that's the goal. And if that is the goal, that fe- feels a little misguided. I wouldn't want it to end with her being like, yeah, she, now she's a terrific Force user. Yeah. I think it's just just about trust and opening herself up to Ahsoka, I think, more, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, I think it's more of a character-focused story than it is about, like, a journey to high power levels mm. that you see with, like, someone like Luke Skywalker or, yeah. or even Ezra. Yeah. Um. So, watching her in this journey, it is about her opening herself up to Ahsoka and willing to be an apprentice yeah. to Ahsoka, who's the master. Yeah. And getting closer to her and learning more about herself as well. Like, yeah. being more, being less stubborn and being less aggressive, mm. I guess. Yeah. So, before we go much further, there is a ticking bomb in this episode. There yeah, is a time is. pressure thing. So, they put the map back on the little, like, 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 pyre that it's pyre? Pyre? It's 
something. <laughs> that thing. A uh, plinth. Plinth. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Something they like put that. they put the thing on the plinth. They put uh, the the cool treasure planet map yep. on the plinth, and, and it it's got night system project. magic. Yeah, and and it's like up in the ship because the ship's now completed up in the hyperdrive ring. They are um, transmitting the coordinates for the distant galaxy to yeah. the ship, yeah. and it's you know you see the the ticking clock yeah. of, of it filling up and like oh it's nearly done. It's good. And Ahsoka at this moment uh, she has split off from Sabine. Sabine's yeah. fighting Shin in the forest, and she's like go get the map. Shouldn't have split up. They shouldn't have split up, obviously, because you, we see the consequences later. Yeah. Ahsoka runs in and has just a wicked standoff with Balin's gone. Yeah. And we finally see what we've been building to for four episodes. Yeah. Or Morgan Elsbeth, sorry, takes off takes off up to the ship and says she's like take care of the yeah, map pr- protect the map and it's like you know it implies it's like oh once the map is finished being uploaded she's just gonna leave that was the implication yeah it was kind of weird but it was, it, it was interesting so the whole the idea of her leaving him to protect the map while she goes to the ship instead of just staying there to also protect the map she could have it look it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah no i think it's like you know she's she's literally just being selfish just protecting herself because it's like let's say that she does trust that he can get it taken care of but it's like oh the jedi are here now Ah, well, see ya. She's not going to go back down there herself or not going to stay there herself to get arrested or, or killed. killed. You yeah. know what? That's a good point. Yeah. That actually, I was like, that's kind of a plot hole. That's it's, a weird thing. Like, it actually kind of makes sense because if, if Balin had died and failed, then she would have just left, I suppose. She would yeah. just run away. It's all that scheming. Um, yeah. So yeah. yes, we get the showdown between us. And, and then we Balin. get the showdown. And they're, they're standing off surrounded by this night sister map that's glowing all around them and there's all these rocks and stuff i'm like oh my god yeah. this is fantastic and they they he have this moment uh where balin gives this dialogue about anakin and how everyone in the order knew anakin and yeah. what and then but no one knew who what he would later become yeah dude this rocks that's it's really so good. cool um and then there's a bit in when like they do start to fight and there's a bit in when they fight where it's like you know your master's legacy is like violence and destruction and, this, and so is yours or something um, it's good and yeah. it's true, it's, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like like before they even really fight, they have just this really good tension building standoff where it's like, yeah, he's in knight stance, she's in samurai stance. Yeah. We also get to see Ahsoka fight with backwards grip. Yeah, like she always did. I know you popped for that. Wars. You were very excited. That was great. Um, but yeah, lots, t- lots of tension, lots of tension. And we get more moments like that. We get like a consistent, like they'll fight, they'll break, they'll yeah. speak, they'll break. And it's just those perfect fight scene moments that you remember from the prequels and yeah. how they battle and talk and battle and talk. Yeah. And it, it really feels well paced. Yeah. Now, did you pick up on the, uh, the more, the, the darker elements of Ahsoka in this fight? Mm-hmm. Previously, in the fight that she'd had with, with Marek, as, as a Jedi does, she waits for him to strike first. Yeah. He strikes first. He suffers the consequences. Eventually, he loses. Yeah. She strikes first against Balin. She does. Yeah. And then she ultimately loses this fight. No, yeah. that's a really interesting point because we also see when Shin runs out of the forest halfway yep. through this fight, yep. um, Ahsoka has grabbed the map. It's burned her hand. She's yep. now weakened. It seemed like she was force weakened by this. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, Which is really interesting. And then Shin runs out and Ahsoka assumes that she's killed Sabine. Yeah. And like delves into the dark side mm-hmm. a bit, grabs Shin, throws her against a wall mm. in this moment of kind of rage. Yeah, like knocks her out. Um. And that pisses off Balin. Balin, we get, really get to see some emotion out of him. Absolutely. He's mad. She's mad. Then Sabine comes out of the, of the forest, grabs the map. Yes. Holds the map hostage. And now we get to see the true, I guess, emotional crux of this episode yep. is this map and what it represents. Yep. It is the possibility of bringing Ezra back. And that means more to Sabine than anything yeah, else. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's what Ahsoka is concerned about. And I think they talk about this earlier is like... There might yeah, come a if, point. If push comes to shove... It it is better that no one should go to that galaxy than you know like the, or than, than they bring back Thrawn. Yeah, literally. So like, yeah, if if a push comes to shove, we need to stop them bringing back Thrawn, even if it means we never get to see Ezra ever again, but, even if he is still alive. Yep. And, and you so we, see Sabine like wrestle with that. Yeah, and there's this 
fantastic Lord of the Rings moment where Ahsoka's like, you know, destroy it. Destroy the map. I mean, the ring. I mean, the map. Um, <laughs> yes. It's so good, though. It is. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't. Do and it. she hesitates. And yep. then um, she is like, she has her gun up next to it. And she's yep. trying to threaten Balin. Balin does not believe her. And he hits Ahsoka and she falls off the cliff. Yeah. Seemingly to her death. Oh, yep. Obviously, she's not going to die. And no one, no one believes that for a moment. Yeah. But... And then we get it's just Balin and it's just Sabine. Yep. And it's their like dialogue standoff. Yeah. And at this point, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like it's this awesome. is straight up fantastic. Um, and you see Sabine, like she just goes through every emotion as she's wrestling with this this massive decision. Yep. She could destroy it and save the galaxy from Thrawn right here. Yeah. And she chooses not to and she gives the the map to Balin. Yep, and manages to talk her off that cliff and it Yeah. I didn't believe okay, so unfortunately, you know, my, my writer brain was also sitting there ticking. I was like Obviously, she's going to give them the map. Otherwise, we wouldn't have four more episodes of this show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have to go. But to her performance galaxy. was still so fantastic that yeah. I was really, like, enthralled by what was happening in that moment. Yeah. Um, and how Balin was able to convince her and yeah. able to pull her um, away from that edge. But you know? he... Oh God, he's such an interesting character. Yeah. Because he has... He has a he has standards, you know. He has he, some he, level of morality. He gives her his word, yeah. And I'm like, I don't trust that. And then a moment I later, did, though. And I think this might have been intentional. Shin force chokes her. Yep. Force chokes Sabine out of revenge. She yep. hates her. Yep. And he commands her to stand off. He's like, yep. no, I've given her my word, and unlike her master, I will stick to it. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh shit, no. This one's he. This guy's a real one. Oh, he's, he's a real one. I know. I just. I want more from him. Um. But yeah, no. It's yeah. He's he's keeping her alive. They they yeah. take her into custody uh and they go back up to the ship yeah by which point our our rebels our the they, ghost yeah, they and the come out of hyperspace yeah they catch up they're trying to like they fly to block the 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 you know the, the giant the, hyperdrive ring the jump path of the hyperdrive ring we've got yeah all of our our villains and then sabine, sabine and shackles are up on the um the hyperdrive ring and they take off and it's the fucking coolest shit i've ever it seen in my life amazing it's we so see it cool. charge up and because it's a ring, it's just a big ring, and they're, you know, the other ships are in front of it, they go around it. Yeah. They just go around them. And this fantastic, like, blue particle effect. It's so fucking cool. It's amazing. And then, yeah, like, most of the X-Wings get destroyed because they so crash into each other. I think other. it takes out two X-Wings, and yep. they crash into each other from just being, like, torn off course. Yeah. And then the ghost makes it out, and then two of the X-Wings make it out. One of them is a named character. <laughs> yeah, with... with um. Yeah, the, the uh, X-Wing yeah, guy yeah, from yeah. Mando season 2 yeah. yeah oh god it's so cool though it was fantastic um, and like you and I were just like gobsmacked watching this oh my god um and then we wait we get back throw back to Hu Young Hu Yang yes. yeah Hu Yang is like outside the ship he's like uh, trying to radio for Ahsoka and for Sabine and he can't Nothing. get anything back which Nothing. is just a heartbreaking yeah. moment and then we cut to Ahsoka Ahsoka is it's like this really fantastic uh, transition shot of yeah, the ocean yeah. where she was pushed off and, off the cliff I'm getting chills to think dude about people are gonna make TikToks out of this it's you know those, so like, those transitions and it transitions else. from the, the crashing waves on the cliffs to this strange kind of glowing shoreline yeah like water yeah Yeah, and yeah. then it's and it's, you see Ahsoka and it's like okay Ahsoka's there and she wakes up and then instantly you and I clock this she's in the world between worlds yeah, she's, on, like, she's on one of the oh, like the, the walkways in the world between worlds. Yes. Yeah. And it looks so cool in live action. It looks incredible. And oh. anyone who's maybe not familiar, it is from Rebels. This yes. this whole premise of the world between worlds is from Rebels. And this is what it looks like in the show. It is basically like... It, it's funny because I always said that the day the Star Wars does time travel is the day the Star Wars dies. Yeah, you have said right? that. And I, then Rebels did it. Yeah, this, yeah, I said this like back when I was a kid. And then, yeah. you know, like Rebels came out... This, this that, that, that season Rebels came out when I was still like... I think like uh, 16... And it was just the way that they handled it. I was like, okay, you know what? No, 
this is okay. There's so much reverence to this and there's a limit to this and yeah. I kind of love it. And it's also then, but like, it's like this forced realm. Yeah. It's this, this world outside of the world. Outside of worlds, time, you know? outside of reality, yeah. like, like the real physical plane because the force is so much more than that. And yeah. they've, you know, that's been established in the original trilogy as well. And for a lot of people, the world between worlds is, it feels believable. It feels justifiable within, within, the, Star, within Wars, Star Wars, yeah. within yeah. this sci-fi magic uh, fantasy kind of mm. setting. To me, I'm still like, apprehensive yeah, yeah. but I, but i suppose it, like it's it's easier because it is it's the force it's not technology yeah you know and that's the the key difference there the thing that, that for me that holds me back is i've always been less interested in what star wars has to say in terms of like the galaxy about magic and yeah. about the the deeper magical and scientific uh implications of the world i much more care about the adventure stories yeah the, right. the coolest possible adventure stories are the ones that i find in star wars often um, we have Mandalorian season one and two. Yeah, we yeah. have the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and even some yep. of the sequels. Yep. It's just massively cool adventure. And the magic stuff is less interesting yep. to me. It's funny because it's like in Rebels, I eat that shit up. Yeah. And in, in Empire and Last Jedi, the conversations about the Force. It's true. It's I true. I eat all of that shit up. Yeah. I love it. It is It is really cool. And it you know it adds that kind of foil to what is usually an adventure story. Yep. And it in, introduces these elements of like, maybe there is some deeper wisdom here you yep. can take away from this. Yeah. I've yet to be convinced that Ahsoka has to say anything with that. Yep. And to add anything to that discussion. But we will see. We've got yeah. four episodes left. Yes. So, yeah. they're in the world between worlds. And someone is talking to Ahsoka. I heard Hey Snips or something. I heard, it, I heard it, Snips. I need to rewatch it. Which is uh, Anakin's nickname for Ahsoka yeah, in Clone Wars. Which is amazing. Oh, and so we good. turn around and it's Hayden Christensen and the live action is. Yeah, I didn't think I'd see you so Anakin, soon, is what he says. And yeah. it's just this moment between Anakin and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka looks so delighted to see him. Yeah. But Anakin, I noticed, a bit of a weird face yeah. going on. Okay. So they've de-aged they him de-aged and it doesn't him. look great. Yeah. It's the same as what, it's what they did in Kenobi again. Yeah. In Kenobi, him. it looked really good, though. Yeah. I don't know what happened here, but it looked kind of uh, reminiscent of Leia in Rogue One right mm. at the end there, where it's he, like, ooh, what's wrong with your plastic-ass face? He could have just been him. Yeah. Like, it could have just been uh, him. No one, I'm not going to give a shit that Hayden Christensen is now 40. In yeah, the, he looks in the world a bit older. He's worlds. got like, you know, some, some crow's feet up here, you know? Yeah, just, anyway. He's still a dashing um, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, it's just amazing. That's so cool. And then um, they cut there right at the end. And that's yeah. the end of the episode. So it's like... And what an episode it was. Good lord. Yeah. So she's dead? Nah, she ain't dead. There's no way. But she's way. in the world between worlds at the moment. Yes. Now, not to say that that's death, but it's like... Okay, so do you it, know what happened in Rebels? I know they went there and something happened. Okay. <laughs> I've seen uh, clips of it on TikTok. So they go to... The, there's this ancient Jedi temple on Lothal. Yeah. Uh, that the Imperials have found. And one of, like, uh, the Emperor's henchmen has found. Uh bloody Ezra gets in mm-hmm. he finds the portal of the world between worlds he goes into the world between worlds yeah and it's there that he he saves Ahsoka he, right yeah. He, yeah the last time we saw Ahsoka was end of season 2 and it cuts away Vader. and she's fighting Vader presumably to die yeah. like she was gonna die yeah. we know that Vader walks out of it alive and that's all we see yeah uh, but yes he pulls her out of it yeah and saves her life and brings her to his present because the world between worlds exists outside of time yeah so he saves her yeah um, well, he de- no he doesn't exactly bring her to his present he just pulls her out into the world between worlds okay. and then he has to do it because the emperor in within the world between worlds basically catches up to them and he's gonna get them right and they just have to wait the emperor emperor, the emperor palpatine emperor emperor palpatine has his own portal to the world between worlds that ezra destroys in season four well there you fucking go yeah, well, yeah. Well, maybe he, i need to watch of Rebels. course he would want that yeah of course he would that is the pinnacle of unlimited power to him yeah you know? true yeah it is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, no. They have to go their separate ways. He yeah. goes back to his timeline that he came and out And we of. don't know where Ahsoka went. We don't know. Presumably to go meet up with her boy, Hu Yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> The I cool guess. ass robot. Um, but then the last next time that we see her is in this sort of like 
ending montage of Rebels. Ah, interesting. Just Very interesting. So she's not involved in like the last year's worth of conflict. And then Rebels. you see that shot that we get in the live action version they of her meeting up with Sabine yeah. after she's finished the mural. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of that making more sense to yeah. me now. That's anyway. really cool. Um, but yeah, so let's talk where we think things are going to go. Where things are going to go. Oh, man. So my prediction was to see Thrawn by the end of episode four. Right. I was wrong okay. with that prediction. I see. I, I, <laughs> I, I was just hoping one. we'd get the jump. Yes, we did get the jump. Four. And we are right. correct on our theory that this whole show, this whole story is about going to that other galaxy and exploring that and finding Thrawn and Ezra there yep. and potentially bringing them back or everyone dies. Who knows? Yep. We don't really know where this show is going to end, um, but we do know that we're going to see Thrawn and we're absolutely going to see Ezra. Yeah. It's going to happen. Sure. Well, Whether we can, that happens next episode or the episode after is up for debate. It would be, I think, kind of a waste to not get there. Yeah. You know, like next... Or at the very least, explore the next galaxy in a bit in the next episode. And then at the end, our cliffhanger is like a little brief glimpse of yeah. one of them. I think uh, Thrawn appearance by the end of episode five is a safe bet. Yeah. I think we see him. It might be like the end of the episode. It's like, oh, they found him. They've gone yeah. on this kind of quest to find him. And then they yeah. him. But it's like... When they get to, I'm expecting big, big visuals. Oh yeah. Whatever this galaxy is, I think they're going to be like, okay, so what was in our Star Wars galaxy? Some cool things, some very cool things. I think it's just going to be fucking wild, just yeah. absolutely alien and bizarre. I think yeah, I think it'd be a waste not to do that because yeah. it needs to be visually interesting because you can't uh, have it be story interesting because you don't have enough time. No. We've had decades to explore the Star Wars yeah. galaxy. It's a normal-ish galaxy, but it is the stories and the characters that make yeah. it bombastic and yeah. interesting. This galaxy needs to be visually interesting, yep. I think. I, I think you're right there. I think there's now like a 90% chance that they have the Yuuzhan Vong so, in some form. So people have been theorizing if it's Yuuzhan Vong or if it's the... Uh, there's two other alien races that are involved in the EU stuff. And I've seen them all get tossed around on Reddit. Yep. Um, people are pretty sure it's not Yuuzhan Vong, which is interesting. Well, the thing is like... Because the symbols in the, like, the caves and stuff seem to be similar to stuff that was in... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which oh, is so a different think, right, space okay. civilization. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff getting thrown. Look, around. I just thought they could do them because, like, this is a different galaxy. Yeah, that's where they came from. No one ever said that we have to bring them back. Yeah, they'd be like, they oh, just they're here, they exist. Be there in that galaxy, and then we leave. Yeah, and it's just like nice bit of like I would expect them to do that fan service or yeah. something. Anyway, so yeah, this is kind of like a divisive part of the uh, the EU and like the extended universe of Star Wars. Is there is these other galaxies and the using Vong or a race of creatures? Yep. that want to invade the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, and that's like. They they recontextualize Sidious yeah. and the Empire. And, and Thrawn as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Empire and the Death Stars, right, was all because Sidious knew that an attack from another galaxy was coming. And it's making him basically this evil hero Ugh. of the galaxy. Like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's a dumb take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. don't vibe with that's that at all. That's what they did. And people like that. People anyway, like that. People like, and yeah. it's, I think that's in Air to the Empire. Is yeah, that, that story that's gets, that trilogy. Uh, yeah, that whole trilogy gets yeah. explored there. And it's a trilogy of books. But yeah, so that's, you know, there's some stuff going on there. I yeah. think I want to talk about just this episode because I'm blown away. I thought it was a, not only just a really great episode of Star Wars stuff, but a really great episode of TV in general. The music. And the music really rules. Kevin Kiner. Kevin Kiner or Kevin Kiner, we're not sure. Yeah. And... He's bringing the heat. This music, yeah. the score is fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, also really well re- directed as well. This episode was very well yeah. directed. I got to go double check the director's list. And see if, if there's another is, episode by know. Filoni, I'm not excited for that one. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I doubt there would be because he's like showrunner, so it's like you know. yeah, he might do like the finale or something. Yeah. He's done that before in Mando and stuff. Is Favreau on this series? Yeah, he was uh, executive producer. Right. So no, but is he like is he direct, gonna direct an episode? I don't know. know I hope he does because Favreau is yeah. fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the direction. The cinematography continues to be outstanding. The CG and practical mixture yeah. is really working. 
and it it just feels like a story worth telling. You know, I never felt that way about Book of Boba Fett. No, um, no, no, no. I, I got like a, one or two episodes in. And I'm like, this is really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. You get to episode four, and you're like, I yep. see the shape of this, and I hate it. Yeah, no, same deal with Kenobi. I'm like, same thing. There. This could have not existed, and I would have been better off for it. It, um, that show existed just to have the, the standoff between him and Darth Vader again. That's it. And it was cool, but the rest of the show didn't justify yeah, it's that like, experience. Why is that the best part of this show? But with Ahsoka already, I feel the show has justified its existence. Yeah. It's justified it being a TV show and yeah. it being a story to yeah. continue the saga of, of the Rebels. And what's what's really interesting, again, is the fact that it's like, we're going to see a complete arc and a completed story yeah. this season mm-hmm. because there was no season two planned. There was yeah. no, there's, There is still no season two planned. They're still waiting. And with the Strux and stuff, it's like, it's very likely it never happens. Yeah. So this is it. It could be the death of Ahsoka at the end of the show. It could be. It very well could be. Yeah. Uh, and then Sabine kind of just goes off to do her own thing. Yeah. Do a Sabine show. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm enjoying her performance yeah. and her, her character journey in this and so if, much. Yeah, so. if this is about her, you know, like maturing, then, you know, having one where then she is like, having to do shit herself. Yeah. Could be interesting. But yeah, after the four episodes we've got so far, I am 100% bought into the show. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, This episode was a five out of five, like easily. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I'm very excited for next week. Happy to wrap it up there? Yeah, man. Yeah. Any final thoughts or anything? Um, Next week can't come soon enough, <laughs> yeah. honestly. This is the first time I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. I need to watch an episode now. Yeah. So we're probably so going to rewatch. I'm going to go rewatch this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But until we get the next episode, until next week, uh, this has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy. You can catch us here every week reviewing this very show uh, and also talking about other stuff. We have another show called Fixing the Sequel Trilogy where we actually dive into the sequel movies and elements within that. And that's our main show. So if you want to jump over and check that out as well, feel free. Uh, we'd very much appreciate it. But until then, this has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy and may the force be with you.